I would go to happy hour with my friends and I would put them on the spot. Like, you know, we're, we're I'm in my fifties, my friends are in their fifties. And I would ask them, you know, where are you at? What, you know, where are you investing in? And I would kind of alienate them because I'm asking these personal questions. A lot of them, all my friends are self-employed and people don't want to think about this stuff if, if they're not prepared. And so that was why I called it the rogue retirement lounge was because I, this was going to be my happy hour because I don't want to keep alienating my friends. You are listening to Next Up Nation, where leaders and influencers dish their secrets to inform, inspire, and entertain serious podcasters with host Tiffany Youngren. Get ready to hear at least one way to attract more loyal listeners and profit from your podcast. Remember, though, none of what we say can help you if you don't take action. So let's make it easy. If you're new to the show, go to nextstepnation.com slash listener for show notes and a free podcast budget worksheet. For our loyal listeners who want to stop dabbling and start dominating, visit nextstepnation.com slash get started to learn more about how we can help you hit your targets in the next 100 days. Now here's the show. Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, host of Next Step Nation, where we help podcasters and YouTubers with vision become preeminent thought leaders in their industries. You are about to have the incredible opportunity to listen as we dig into the why, who, and what of a podcaster show. Then at the end, we will identify one powerful how, one action that he can take for results in the next 30 days. Today, I am so excited to welcome Matt Franklin, host of the Rogue Retirement Lounge. Matt, welcome. Thank you, Tiffany. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you and talk more about your podcast. Rogue Retirement Lounge has released 17 episodes from February 2021 until the day of this recording, which is June 17th, 2021. Matt is a serial entrepreneur from Portland, Oregon. He's currently in pre-retirement, enjoying hosting his podcast and looking forward to fully retiring in six years. That is 353 days. I don't know. That count might be off now, but Matt, welcome. <laughs> How many days is it right now? I know you submitted that before. So Six, six years and uh, 352 days. No, 354 days. Okay. So it's six years and 300 and you said 52, 54? 50, I think 54. All right. All righty. Yeah. Well, I need to keep better count. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I read your bio and I, my husband and I, this is like our language totally. So, um, so I told him, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to interview somebody today who's, who, you know, is really into investing and retirement, what that looks like. He even has a countdown for how many days. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, it, you know, it, it, when, when you talk to people who retire, a lot of people aren't prepared when they get there. Like, like all of a sudden you have no purpose. There's, there's a hundred things that can happen that are, are unpleasant when you retire. And so uh, I'm using this time to kind of get ready, get mentally ready. And uh, it's, it's been quite enjoyable to kind of work part-time and have a reason to get out of bed, but also have a lot of time to kind of do nothing. Oh, that's great. So are, so you, are you an entrepreneur then? Uh, yes. Okay, so what is it that you do? Can you tell tell me a little more? Uh, about that? Yeah, I have a video production company, and so that's pretty much how I make my living. And uh, I also and invented or co-invented a goofy little product that got me on Shark Tank a while back, um, and that uh, that's part of the the mix too. And um, and then my podcast that's uh, that's what keeps me 
going through the day. Well, that's awesome. Well, you know, there's a lot of ways to, ways to communicate with people. Why did you start a podcast about this retirement, uh, specifically Rogue Retirement Lounge? Why did you start it? Well, I when I kind of realized that I was going to be able to retire and I'm the, the whole three year or six years and 350 X days, that's the day that I turned 59 and a half. Essentially mm -hmm. that's when I can start pulling money out of my IRA without getting the 10% tax hit. And when I, when I kind of realized that I was going to be able to do that without saving any more money and that my investments were going to, going to be able to make me uh, be able to comfortably retire, I kind of just skidded and just decided, oh, hey, you know, I don't need to work. But then what I was doing was occupying my time with continuing to research investing and continuing to listen to podcasts about investing and kind of a, continued to obsess about retirement. So then I thought, well, if if it's kind of my hobby to do retirement planning, then I might as well have an outlet. And so I just decided, well, hell, I'll start a podcast. And uh, that way, as I, as I learn new things and as I talk to people and as I meet uh, people who have different investments opportunities, I'll just put, it, put that information on my podcast. I love that. And what's really cool, and one thing I think about podcasting, it sounds like I, you know, after listening to your to some of your episodes, it really sounds like you're able to tap into some people that maybe you might not otherwise talk to, but because you have the podcast, you're able to invite them on and really pick their brain about what they're doing. Has that been the case for you? Absolutely. And it's led to some investment opportunities that I wouldn't have had as well. So like people have, have reached out to me um, with some investment opportunities, which is super cool because you know, if you're out there looking for ways to, to, to spend your money, ways to invest your money, you're going to, you're going to meet scammers. Mm -hmm. You're going to meet uh, dishonest people. Um, you're going to, you'll see people all, all across the spectrum. And so having this podcast, it, it almost gives me a little bit of legitimacy. And so real people who have real investment opportunities have reached out to me. And that's been a great little benefit that I did not anticipate when I first oh, started wow. this. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really, so people like listeners have reached out to you who've listened yeah. and that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Another thing I picked up on, uh, we, we talked about this before we, before we started recording, but I, I found you from listening to the podcast Worst Investment Ever, which I love, you yep. know, as I talk about all the time, my husband and I invest in real estate. We've been doing it for decades and it's really uh, podcasting and real estate. Those are my two passions. And um, nice. one thing that I picked up on on that show is that you had said, um, or I, I can't remember if the, the host said it or if you said it, but it said, you know, Matt's number one goal for the next 12 months is to use the Rogue Retirement Lounge podcast to help 10 entrepreneurs shave 10 years off their work lives. Is that something like, tell me more about that. Well, basically when, when I look at having this kind of platform, I believe that, you know, a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs are really bad at retirement planning. And so therefore, if I could get, and this, yeah, he asked me what my, my goal in the next year was. And that really it literally is just to help 10 people shave 10, 10 years off their uh, work lives. And by essentially exposing entrepreneurs to different investment opportunities um, and kind of just 
I, I don't really know how to say it other than to give them information that they may not have otherwise had. You know, we entrepreneurs, we spend so much time in our business focused on, you know, making that next sale or making, you know, the payroll or all the, all the things that we entrepreneurs do. Well, if, if I can get them interested and maybe into, you know, paying a little bit more attention to saving, paying a little bit more attention to investing, um, then who knows, maybe they could get better returns. Maybe they could buy a house that they, you know, didn't realize, wow, you can buy a house in Florida for 120 grand and make great cash flow. Um, may, so ultimately, I just want to expose some entrepreneurs who may not have been interested in retirement, expose them uh, to some of the things that I've learned over the years and maybe help them, yeah, get to the point where they don't have to work every day. Yeah, I think that's great. Really, really useful. So now have you, you mentioned that you're getting a lot of feedback from people who are listening to your show and going, wow, you know, here's an investment opportunity. Have you heard from many, uh, it sounds like your target market is really entrepreneurs and you want to help them get retirement more on their radar in a way that they're taking some action towards that. Is yeah. there, um, are you getting a lot of feedback from them? Is there a way that you've connected with any, I guess I'm trying to get to, too. like, how will you know when you have 10, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cause it's such a specific, you know, it's really, I love that it's, it's measurable, but I'm just wondering like, what's the feedback been so far? And then how do you measure if you're achieving your goal? That's, that's, therein lies the problem is, is that I don't really have a way to quantify it, you know, um, because podcasting is such a kind of a one way non-interactive medium, mm -hmm. um, I will not know if I've succeeded mm -hmm. unless, I mean, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe five years from now, someone might say, okay, yeah, I was able to, you know, shave X years off my work life. But, uh, unfortunately, yeah. When, when, when Andrew Stotts asked me that on the podcast, I was like, wow, I, um, yeah, that's my goal, but I, I really don't have a way to measure it. Yeah. And so, I mean, ultimately down the line, maybe I'll, I'll ask people, Hey, you know, if you, if you learned anything from me that uh, helped you out, let me know. But I don't know if you've had the same experience. It's really tough to get people to interact with you. Mm -hmm. Um, if on, on a podcast, um, they, it, it's just such a passive, you know, intake of information. I, I know that for me, my favorite podcasts, I have never written in or talked to the host, um, which actually leads me to another point, which it was not a question you asked, but really when I started this podcast, my main goal was to get to know like four or five different economists and finance people that I really respect. And I didn't think that, I mean, I, I figured you got to have juice to meet like Robert Kiyosaki. Mm -hmm. And in order to get juice, Hey, if I had a podcast that was getting X number of thousands of downloads, um, maybe I could get Robert Kiyosaki to, to, you know, maybe interview him on the podcast. And so I've got a list of these guys that I, I want to get to know. And that was a big part of why I also, why I started this podcast. I love that. Well, and, you know, uh, and just to kind of remind our listeners too, this, this episode is all about really digging into the who, you know, who your audience is, um, you know, why you did it and, you know, what you're doing right now already that's working. And, really your purpose is such a big deal. And 
um, you know, I, I didn't mean to really put you on, I know it's the hot seat, but I didn't mean to put you on the spot about it, but I think what you said is so valuable because I mean, I have goals like that with podcasting too. And it, it always is a matter of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put that goal up there. And, you know, one of your recent episodes with, was with, uh, the author and the, or the podcast, I think he has a book called think business and yeah, John Dwoskin. Yeah, exactly. So he talks a lot about mindset and things like that. And, you know, having a goal like that, where you can picture it, I think is really powerful. And then if it continues to be your goal at some point, you're going to say like, do I need to measure this? Or is this more just a vision? You know, is this just something that I have a vision for? And then, um, but I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. And then to like, when it comes to your guests, um, I love that you have, I call it my rock star list. You know, the people that uh-huh. I'm like, these are the people I really want on my show. And, right. um, I just want to encourage you like, um, number one, I mean the people, you know, some people, they want you to have this huge listener base, but, um, a lot of them, it's just amazing to me. I interview a lot of podcasters and it's amazing to me when I hear the stories of the rock stars saying yes. And, you know, I've had, I've had people on my show too. That I'm just like, I can't believe this person's on my show, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times it, it's just like what you do when you're talking about investing, where you're, you're solving problems for people. So maybe somebody just wants to connect with people. You know, there's just a lot of reasons that people come on your show. Um, right. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. I think your show is great. So I think well, you're going to be you. getting those rock stars in no time. But um, so now what is it that you want to get out of your show? I, I, I love that you want to help people. Um, but ultimately, a lot of times we kind of put that kind of altruistic label. <laughs> like I want to help everybody, but eventually we need to mm-hmm. get something out of it to make it really sustainable and to do the things that really grow it more quickly. It takes a lot more either time, effort, you know, like the podcast um, that I was just referencing. I mean, he was talking about you, you even mentioned in the show, it's like he went from doing three episodes to doing seven a day. And I think now he pushes out like 11 pieces of content every week. There's another podcast uh, called the best apartment syndication or no, another book and a a podcast, uh, the best apartment syndication book ever. And he's got the podcast and same thing. He was going from, are you talking about Whitney Sewell? No. Um, Oh gosh. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up, but, but when he started, he was doing one a week and then he went Uh to, um, one every day and his numbers, like he added digits right away. And so, but kind of going back to what is the, um, Joe Fairless, that's who. Oh, Joe. Yo, he's a rock star. That dude's, that dude's a beast. Yeah, (laughs) he is. I don't think he does his podcast anymore. I think there are like a couple other guys who are on there, but he has guest hosts all the time. It seems. Yeah. 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 But, um, but anyway, that just, uh, it's just so much with podcasting. It's like either we're pushing out, uh, micro content out of one episode or pushing out a lot of episodes, which the easier it becomes to uh, produce quality podcasts, the more I, I think people are going to be doing that where they're just doing more episodes. But right. either way, we have to know what it is that we want out of, you know, it's got to love us back a little bit. What What is it that you're looking for out of your show? Well, I... I know that it can be hard to monetize. I mean, my, my, my topic matter is really niche. I mean, it's retirement planning for entrepreneurs. So that leaves out a big part of the world. Also, entrepreneurs in general 
like we, I think we were talking about this before are, are so head down in their jobs there. It's hard to get people to think about their future self. And it's hard to get people to commit time to this kind of material. And it's boring really to a lot of people. Um, which, and that's another reason I started this. I hate to keep going back to this, but I would go to happy hour with my friends and I would put them on the spot. Like, you know, we're, we're I'm in my fifties, my friends are in their fifties. And I would ask them, you know, where are you at? What, you know, where are you investing in? And I would kind of alienate them because I'm asking these personal questions. A lot of them, all my friends are self-employed and people don't want to think about this stuff if, if they're not prepared. And so that was why I called it the rogue retirement lounge was because I, this was going to be my happy hour because <laughs> I don't want to keep alienating my friends. Um, but, um, but yeah, uh, my goal, eventually it would be cool to monetize this somehow. I, I'm committed though, to not doing any kind of like, um, uh, I, I, I don't even know what you call it, but where, where you, you put yourself on a platform and they'll just like dump in commercials, oh, yeah. um, like sponsorships uh, or advertisements or yeah. Where they're like automated, where like all of a sudden in the middle of a question, it'll just break in and there'll be an ad. <laughs> I hate that with a seething passion. Um, I could see doing reads if, if I did get a sponsor, I could see if, if I believed in them, I could see doing some, some personally reading, um, some, some ads, but I will not put myself on a platform where just any, any random ad, where if you're doing an ad buy by a CPM ad buy and it, it, it just dumps into my podcast, I won't do that. Um, if it doesn't end up making money, um, then I still am going to be doing this because it's, it's like the most fun hobby that I could have. Um, so yeah, it would be cool to make some dough down the line, but I don't really have any pressure to do so, which is a great feeling. And it, and it makes it so that, you know, I don't have to kind of whore myself out and try to find people to, you know, give me money. I, I come from a video production background, so I can do all of the the technical aspects of this myself. Um, when it comes time to do some marketing, I can do that by myself. So I, I, my costs are, are zero. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was a really terribly long drawn out answer, (laughs) essentially saying that it would be cool to make a little bit of money on this down the line, but I'm, it doesn't matter if it doesn't happen. Right. And you don't want to hurt the content. In, in order right. to do so too. Well, and yeah. two, one thing I love, like I love investing podcasts. It's so funny. Cause I, you know, like I talked to you about this earlier that I'm always testing the new technology that's coming out as podcasters. We're really craving getting that two way conversation instead of what we were talking about earlier, where it's just pushing out one way. Right. And, right. um, and I just find myself like, I always think like I should be listening to marketing podcasts, but I really want to listen to the investing podcasts. And so I'm right. always, I'm always just listening to those, um, as well. And the thing that I think is beautiful and, and I, it sounds like this is what you're getting out of it as well. I 1000% believe that the relationships that you build with your guests are the top, uh, benefit that come for myself. Right. That's the case anyway. And it sounds like for you yeah. too, it's like, especially in investing, because 
you know, if people are listening to the show and they're calling in with investment opportunities, think about it. If you didn't have that opportunity, that's, I mean, that's monet to me, that's monetization. That's measurable. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's measurable. Cause if you didn't have the podcast, they wouldn't have met you or right. if they, they maybe would have, but, um, you know, you're able to accelerate that, those introductions because it's one to many, first of all. And so the more people who are listening, the more opportunities that you're going to be attracting the right kind of people. And what we'll be talking about in a minute is really identifying the who that is listening, but the more that, um, you know, you're getting the right people versus the masses, uh, it's extremely valuable, especially when it comes to investing. Right. When, so that's cool. And I, I just get so excited about that. And I, like I said, I love investing podcasts. So, so who, I know entrepreneurs are your, are your ideal audience. And I have to ask, so you go out with your friends who are entrepreneurs, everyone's self-employed, mm. but they don't want to talk about it, which seems like your ideal audience. <laughs> it's like inspiration mm. audience because they're doing exactly what you say. The problem is, do they listen to your show or they still just do not want to listen to it? And so how do you identify? And just so everybody who is listening knows Matt shook his head. No way. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, if they're not going to talk about it over beers, they're probably not going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so who, who would be your ideal audience? Because we know it's not all entrepreneurs. Who is your ideal listener? You know, I, I think my ideal listener would be somebody who has kind of procrastinated putting their retirement plan together. Like I was, but I, my ideal audience is me five years ago. Okay. Or six years ago, where it's like I, I am, I was kind of living under the uh, kind of standard practices world where it's like every year you put five grand or six grand or 10 grand into your SEP IRA and and it goes into a mix of stocks and uh, ETFs and mutual funds and you hope for the best. And, um, and yeah, and that's where I was. And I was staring at a, a retirement date of 70 years old when I was doing that. Um, so ultimately, people like who who don't really know that there are alternatives out there, people who are kind of nervous about real estate, uh, people who don't realize that there are apartment syndications out there where you can invest for surprisingly low buy-in in apartment buildings. Um so and and ultimately that that audience would also be a kind of a solo self-employed person um just because I, you know i say entrepreneurs but if you're an entrepreneur who has you know 100 employees you're probably not going to be interested in some of the the things that i'm going to talk about because you if you've got all these employees then you probably have a company uh, retirement plan you've got a 401k you you know you're doing all the kind of traditional stuff so uh yeah solopreneurs who are probably in their mid 40s who are are investing like cnbc tells them they should invest in you know your 60 40 portfolio those those types of folks would be my kind of uh i would say my ultimate listener okay i love that you know and i have to ask too um this is more kind of the kind of things like rabbit trails a little bit but i have to ask you you know i'm an agency owner uh, some, you know, mm -hmm. similar industry as same industry, really, as probably you would consider yourself to be in where you're, 
you know, helping people with marketing, with their videos. For myself, right. I know we've brought in, um, we're, we've decided a lot of people want to, they have this big action plan of or exit plan that they want to, you know, sell for millions of dollars. I mean, when I started my agency, we would turn on million dollar listing in New York and I'm like, in LA. And I'd be like, everybody is selling digital agencies and buying multi-million dollar houses. Like that's oh, my exit okay. plan. Right. And right. so, um, so I'm just wondering with that, cause I'm imagining like, okay, so as soon as you get that out of your head, one thing that I learned in the meantime was a better exit strategy is to just take all the profits and then invest it in real estate. So that like 100%, that's, that's, you know, where we're headed. And awesome. um, that's, is that, that's so smart. Yeah. So, I mean, where, where do you set it? Like the people that you're talking to, do you find, what is their plan B exit plan, exit strategy? Well, unfortunately the people that I know and, and people that I talk to they're they, they, they fall into a couple of groups, but mainly they think that their business is going is going to be their exit strategy, meaning that it'll be on autopilot. But when the time comes, it'll be on autopilot. I can have other people run it, and it will pay me ad infinitum until I die, or it their business will be the, uh, of a certain size where they can sell it, and like you're saying, just sell the agency and you know make a million dollars and then ride off into the sunset. Um, but statistically. It, you don't have to look far to know that the likelihood of your business lasting for another 10 years, regardless of what industry you're in, is, is very low. Um, and that's another thing. That's another reason people aren't going to listen to my podcast is because nobody wants to hear that. When you start a business, the worst thing to hear is that, wait, this, is, this isn't going to be around in eight years. And so that, you know, that's another reason why I'm never going to have a ton of listeners. Um, <laughs> but, but, what you said is extremely smart. If if you can take some of the profits today and put them into whatever it is, real estate, um, and depend on those activities rather than hope that your business is going to be able to sell for a million bucks, you're going to be way, way, way ahead of the game, guaranteed. And really, we should remind everybody that this is for, you know, entertainment, just kind of conversational purposes. We're not financial advisors or anything. We're really exactly, talking about podcasting, yes. but we both have a passion and um, in talking about and learning about that. So here you have a friend you can actually talk about, who, you know, who can take the reality of the way Love things it. really yes. are. And even that whole idea of selling your business, it's so unpopular with agencies. You know, I've been in a number of masterminds. Nobody likes to hear the fact that it is a very, it's a like fraction, very tiny fraction of agencies that are able to sell for like almost any profit, you know? Right. And if, and you can imagine that's based on that would lead me to believe that more often than not, they're not push button. They're not like you could just get up and leave. Usually they're in the business owner, owner realm, not the investor in their own business realm where right. they can walk away from it. So that's really interesting. And, you know, I, I lose friends for the same reason, like telling the truth, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. but, but you end up getting to surround yourself with a bunch of truth tellers and people who are okay with it. <laughs> so. Right, right. That's awesome. So, um, and we talked a lot about the problem that you solve for those people. So when they come to you, let me just see if I have this correct. So when they come to you, they're, 
they have to be like willing to be real about their own business and the future of, you know, how they can, how it's going to play out and how they're going to be able to retire. Um, so are, so if, if you were to describe the transformation that they're going through as far as the problem that you're solving, I mean, they're going from here to here, how would you describe that transformation that you're making for them through your podcast? Well, um, you know, again, I don't get enough feedback to be able to tell you that Mm -hmm. the transformation that I would like them to make ultimately would be for them to essentially just see the world from a different angle because we, we have been taught from day one, if we're taught to invest, we are taught about the 60, 40 portfolio and that stocks and bonds are the only outlet. I mean, when you, when you look at a 401k, I, I used to have a real job and I remember there was like, I don't, at the time, I think there was uh, 20 different mutual funds that you could invest in. And you were, they were given kind of a, a heat map, a, a kind of a green for very conservative up to red for, for, you know, very aggressive. And so, you know, if, if you're under 40, you should be aggressive. And, and it's like, okay, I should be aggressive. And I, I was aggressive. And in, in uh, the dot-com collapse, my 401k dropped by about 40%. And then, and uh, you know, uh, by being aggressive and I didn't, I thought, okay, well, that's just how things are. And uh, so, so the transformation that I want people to make is to realize that there is an entire world out there of alternative assets that you can invest in. There's also the ability, a lot of people believe that, okay, well, I'm self-employed, I'll start a Vanguard account, and then I'll, that's going to be where I'll invest my money. And if you do start a Vanguard account, well, you can't invest in real estate except through REITs, real estate investment trusts. If you are if you have an accountant who will advise you to get, say, a solo 401k or a self-directed IRA, then you can actually buy houses in within this IRA and they can grow in value tax-free and you can, you can get returns that are going to do way better than the market. And it's an insurable asset where if someone burns down your house, Someone will, uh, the you know, all state will come and build you a new one. Which, right. if your whoops, if your real estate or if your stock portfolio burns down <laughs> when the next collapse happens, there's no insurance for that. And so, so ultimately, I would just like to have have people understand that what the what the experts have been telling you your whole life about investing. There's a whole world out there that you may not have been exposed to. And if you listen to my podcast, I will expose you to that. Mm, I love that. That's very well described. I appreciate that. So as you're, I mean, you've gotten quite a few episodes out and you've been doing this since probably sounds like January, the first episode releasing in February. How -hmm. do you evaluate if your show's growing? Do you watch that? What is your finger on the pulse of the growth? Right now, I'm trying not to watch it. In fact, um, uh, John Dwoskin, who runs the the Think Business podcast, which I highly recommend because he's a he's a, a badass. Um, he he kind of inspired me to not look at my numbers because that's what he's he's like. Just do good work, 
keep, you know, just knocking out content, do excellent work and everything else will kind of take care of itself. Mm. So that's, I'm, I'm trying to take that tact by just leaving it out of, out, out of mind and not having expectations too, because you, you'll get in these, these podcaster groups where someone will like, Hey, it's my third week. And I already had my hundred thousandth download and they'll, you know, show screenshots of their analytics and whatnot. And uh, and then I think, well, I'm trying to reach, you know, a hundred entrepreneurs and maybe make 10 of them have better lives. Uh, you know, uh, any, any time, if I'm going to look at my analytics, it's probably going to make me feel bad. So, so really at this point right now, um, especially in this first year, I have no expectations and to keep those expectations kind of in check, I'm really trying to avoid even thinking about numbers and even okay. thinking about that. And just because, and if I were listening to this podcast, some a podcast that only has 17 episodes, I'm, I, to me, it doesn't have any real, uh, I, I guess, legitimacy. You're, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe when I go and listen and when I, I listen to macroeconomics podcasts, investing podcasts, real estate podcasts. And if they only had 17 episodes, I probably wouldn't listen to them. So at this point, once I get up to, you know, 50 or 60 and I feel like I'm legit, then I might start looking at, uh, you know, the numbers and start working on more marketing type stuff. Right now, it's like, I just want to put out reasonably good shows that are try not to be too boring and just keep up, keep it going. That's awesome. I, I absolutely love your attitude. And I hundred percent agree with uh, John Bloskin too. When I was listening to him talk about have, I'd rather have, I think he said, I'd rather have 10 people who, you know, are talking about a show. Like you were talking about a show uh, where it's just like really appreciated what he had to share if my dream world, and I always say this, like my dream world is, is every time I talk to a podcaster about their outcome and how they watch for success, I would love it if everybody just said like, oh, I got a new, you know, investment opportunity last week, or someone reached out and said, oh, I really connected with your show. I had someone who screenshotted that they were, or who took a picture that they were listening to their podcast in their car. To me, that was a huge win. Because like you said, a lot of people, they just, they're not going to respond. So every time one person gives you feedback and engages, you know that there's a lot of people really enjoying your work and enjoying what you're doing. So I think your attitude is fantastic. And the downloads, I hate, I have to care more about it because so many people do. And, but I'm always trying to like go, okay, but what does that like? you got 50,000 downloads. Good job. Did you sell it? Did anyone call you? Was, you know, <laughs> were, were any lives changed? Like what right. are you, are you in it for the number? Do you, you know, do you have it on your, you know, a display at your house and it makes you feel good? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the value is to it. So I love that that's your attitude. Right. Well, and th- when I, when I first started and I started releasing episodes, I would look at the analytics and half of my audience was in India. And I, I would think, yeah, first of all, um, if anyone here is in India, I've been there once. I loved the experience and the food was the most amazing that I've ever had anywhere on the planet. But I don't understand why someone in India would want to listen to a, a show about solo 401ks and, you know, 
it, it I, I do not understand why they would be interested in me. So anyway, so a, a big shout out to my friends in India. I love you all. <laughs> and but, please comment, I, please make sure you email Matt and tell him exactly <laughs> what it is that you're getting out of it. Cause I think that'd be really useful. Anyway, go ahead, Matt, back to your yeah, story. <laughs> yeah. So, so I just, I found it a little bit vexing um, when I would look at the analytics and that wasn't, an, that's another reason why it makes me feel good to just kind of leave that aside now, because now I don't have to wonder, you know, why someone in Cameroon is listening and, and do I have to change my format to give value to Europeans, uh, or, you know, it just, it, it, it brings up more questions than it, than it answers. And so therefore I like to just kind of leave it in the back and maybe down the line, if I do try to sell a sponsorship, I'll, I'll start looking at it more, but for now it, uh, it uh, doesn't need to be in my attention. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, and there are other ways to profit as well that aren't sponsorships that right. I think are a lot more effective. Um, even, especially if you're looking more at the numbers of how many investment deals did you put together? Or, mm -hmm. you know, if you start an investment group or, you know, other things or other ways to spin out and spin off ways to, um, make, you know, to profit from it. So right. I, I 100% agree. So awesome. And so what are the main ways that people are finding you, finding your show? You know, I, I have no idea. Um, okay. Right now, I, 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 when I was looking at analytics, I would see that, that um, people were uh, listening to me via Facebook, which I don't understand even how that is possible. Cause I don't have, I don't have any kind of link to my Facebook profile. And I, so I, I don't know how that worked. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how people are finding me. And the, because as a, as a professional, formerly professional marketer, for me to, to admit that I don't know where my listeners are coming from is like, what kind of an idiot are you? <laughs> you know, it's like the, I, what's the old saying? I know that 50% uh, of my advertising, uh, advertising budget works. I just don't know which 50%. <laughs> yeah. um, so I am... Uh, I'm admitting to you that I have no idea where my audience comes from. It's so early too. I mean, you said right. it earlier, honestly, when it comes to just launching a show, the, the beauty of it being early is you get a big push from algorithms when you're new, like they're, they're really pushing out new, new content so that people have the opportunity to discover it. But then after that, it's just kind of like, farewell, you're in the big lump with everybody else, the other right. 2 million yeah. podcasts. And um, so, you know, just like it, it, the date, when the day comes that you are looking at downloads, it's the same as how are people finding you? That's, you know, that's all going to come to light with better data. I mean, you were in marketing, so you know, you need more numbers before it's really reliable too. So yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. But it is nice to be really um, intentional about the ways that you're getting out. So, um, and not one thing I, I see people doing too is, um, and we've been a part of it. I mean, podcasting is pretty new. It seemed like one minute there were 550,000 podcasts. I was telling her, oh, there's 550,000 podcasts. This is such a great, uh -huh. and it's like, oh my gosh, there's like over 2 million now. <laughs> and, and a lot of that had to do with COVID. So, right. um, so it's, it the industry's changed very, very rapidly, but um but again, just being intentional about, and what I was going to say is, um, it was really popular and we even help people do it where it's like push out as much content as possible with every episode. And now we're really moving to the more episodes kind of way of doing okay. it as well. And then again, and we'll talk about this at the end too, but it's just like how to optimize 
whichever way you want to do it. Um, you know, sometimes people are like, I just want to make fewer episodes because I can do all that content multiplication. So I like that part. So they want to do mm-hmm. that, but, um, but just being intent. So however you pick it, not feeling like you have to do everything, but for the things that you are doing, how to optimize that so that you're getting more from it. So, um, and one thing I love your cover art. I just think it's great. Oh, <laughs> so I you. love that lit up look. I, it feels definitely loungy. So I think it's really, and by loungy, I don't mean in my pajamas, you know, um, <laughs> you know, working, um, you know, on zoom calls, but, um, it looks like a lounge. So I think it's really great. It, it it's consistent with what I would expect from the title of your show. Uh, oh, and thank you. <laughs> you're that welcome. Took me, that took me because I'm, I am an idiot when it comes to Photoshop. I'm terrible. And that <laughs> took me probably, I would say maybe seven or eight hours of, oh, of wow. my time to try to, to get the, the lighting. Cause uh, for those of you who haven't seen my cover art, it's basically kind of like a neon sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah, it, it just to get the glow and the letters and uh, you know, the layers, it's got like 50 layers in Photoshop and uh, um I, I like to do things myself, but it was a pain. So, so thank you for. <laughs> so it's for, a work of art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. Oh, for sure, for sure. It's yeah, well done. So good job. Have you? Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> do you put a lot into your visual uh, branding, or are you feeling like you're just? No. Yeah. No, I don't. I, in fact, I I on my website I have done quote unquote episode art you know, like a, a, a different thumbnail for each episode uh, for maybe a half dozen of the episodes. Um, I just, I, I'm not spending any time on the visual aspect of this at all. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's awesome. Honestly, like for, from a marketer standpoint, we're so, uh, it's just ingrained in us about branding and, you know, being, right. being seen. But I think, uh, especially in the beginning, if I were to prioritize, I would prioritize, like, I, I think that your priorities are spot on where it's like, let's just focus on the content, the audience, what's the outcome, things like that. Um, and then I also saw I, on your website, you do have like a blog section and then you can look up the episodes. Uh, and then on the episodes, do you write blog posts for the episodes or is what is, uh, is that text on your website? the text from the RSS feed? The text on my website is from the RSS feed. I think there's uh, the ability to put little summaries. My my website is done on PodPage, um, which is a like super automated, uh, specific website builder for podcasts. Um, and I found that through Dave Jackson School of Podcasting. Big shout out to Dave Jackson. He is He's a complete badass. Um, if you're starting a podcast, uh, listen to the school of podcasting. Uh, it's great. Uh, anyway, so I, um, yeah, it's called pod page and you can put little additional summaries. Uh, but in general, most of the information just gets sucked in from the RSS feed. Um, and as far as doing blog pages for the individual episodes, I've not started doing that. I am going to start putting transcriptions on there. Cause I know from an SEO perspective, I'm totally failing right now. Um, and I need to put the, um, transcriptions on there just for SEO purposes and kind of pump up the, the, the keywords. But, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm failing from a marketing perspective at this point. 
<laughs> you can't do everything, right? So that, that's true. It's really about prioritizing. And hopefully today, that's one thing I, I want to really reiterate is I'm asking you all this because I don't want to make assumptions. I want to see like, mm -hmm. what are the things that you like to do? I feel like with podcasting, there's a lot of right ways to promote your show. And we're more likely to stay consistent on the things that don't make us want to jump off a bridge, you know? And some right. people like yeah. I'll say blog posts and they're like, if you ever say blog, <laughs> like they don't say it, but I feel like if I ever said blog posts again, they would probably like uh, <laughs> disown me for sure. Um, okay. So it's really good for me to know kind of the direction that you're headed. And, you know, especially if it's on the radar, even if it's just like, you know, when you do it, make sure to do this and that. So, um, so that's great. Um, and then also I see you've got a, an opt-in, which is amazing. I'm so glad you do. And it's, um, it's obvious. Also, a lot of times people will have an opt-in and it's not as obvious and it's, mm -hmm. uh, let's see here and it's to subscribe. So do you, is that also automated? So whenever an RSS feed, whenever a podcast is released, the RSS feed kicks out the email. How does, how do your emails go out or do you send emails out? I have not started sending out emails yet. Okay. Yeah. So that is, I, I've, I've, I'm building a little list, but um, that I'm going to use Aweber to do an automated deal um, coming up. But right now I don't have enough people on my list where I'm nervous about that yet, but yeah, that's definitely going to be part of the process. And, and that down the line is probably if 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 we want to talk about goals and uh, monetization way down the line that's one thing that i've thought about is uh putting together a an like an investment mailing list because i i'm a big fan i i spend a lot of money on investment uh, uh essentially newsletters and um i think that that could be a good potential way to monetize the podcast is by, you know, building up a list and then selling subscriptions for, you know, alternative investing types of newsletters. Um, but again, that's way, way down the line. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're building it in the meantime. I think that's really smart. So yeah, I think it's important for sure. And do you have a social media strategy? Um, right now I am just kind of, uh, posting a, occasionally on LinkedIn when I'm on someone else's podcast okay. and then, uh, you know, uh, occasionally I'll put up an episode, but I have found that, that on LinkedIn, I am pretty much invisible, even though I've got 7,000 connections, uh, getting any traction on posts is, uh, kind of like, uh, it's an uphill battle. Yeah, sure. Um, and then have you done any online groups or anything where you've gone in, uh, and just chatted with people on the topic of investing and, or entrepreneurship or anything and nothing like that. Okay. No. Cause, cause I, one of my big pet peeves in the social media world is people who, who, who go in who are agenda driven commenters and yes. it, it kills me when I see like, you know, Oh, Hey, you, you might think about this. And then, you know, or the really stealth ones who will, who will comment, comment, sell, mm -hmm. comment, comment, sell. And um, so, no, I'm not, and I'm not a big social media guy to begin with just because in fact, on Facebook, you know, my personal Facebook page, I haven't even mentioned that I have a podcast. Oh, wow. Because I, A, I don't want to get ridiculed by my friends, um, <laughs> but B, just because it's, 
I, I, I'm kind of keeping this separate from the social media world pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they, if they're giving you a hard time when you're having beers, you definitely don't want to like keep going with it. This is your outlet. So I can totally understand. So, well, awesome. Okay. And let's see. And then one thing that uh, I had asked you about is like what you see uh, like, what is your vision for your show? And you're like, eventually I want to earn income right now. I'm just having fun, which I feel like was completely reflected in everything that you've said so far. Um, what do you, what do you feel is standing between you and that moment? Just like you would stand here and look at like, what does retirement look like? You, you know, you start to reverse engineer it. If you were to look at where you want your podcast to be, what are, what is one or what are one or two things that you feel like are standing between you and, and what you see your podcast becoming? Well, there's a couple of things. One is if you're not hungry, it's hard to work and I'm not hungry. So I, it's not like I'm, I don't see depending on this for income and so therefore it's really hard to get motivated to try to move toward that. And it's, it's hard to get motivated to like go to seven episodes a week or, you know, do, do the John Lee Dumas thing uh, just because I'm, I'm, I, I don't see this as a big income producer. And that's, that's really the biggest thing standing in my way. Um, if I were hungry, if I knew that like, okay, you know, by the end of the year, I got to be making, you know, X number of dollars uh, a month from this, then that would be a huge motivator. And that would get me to take action. So I don't have that main motivation. Um, and then the other thing is going back to what I was saying about just the, um, the perceived uh, value or the perceived credibility of a podcast that has so few episodes. I think that's really the other big thing is that until I have, you know, and I don't know what that number is, but to me, it seems like maybe 50 episodes. I don't think that, that I, it's a legit podcast until I've got something around at least 50 episodes up. So that's, that's standing in my way. Yeah. Anymore. The platforms don't, they actually don't supposedly, they don't let us put the the episode numbers on there. So I always feel like it's a scroll factor, right? So it's like, if I can scroll a couple of times and I hit the bottom, (laughs) then I'm like, okay, this is new. So um, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, that's awesome. Uh, and then, so we're, I would like to move into the next phase. So we just, I feel like we just talked a ton about your podcast, um, which I love. I we're going to continue to do that before I do though, and, and start sharing some of the things that number one, I feel like you're doing amazingly, but also some areas of opportunity before we move into that. Is there anything else that you want to add or any, anything else? Nope. Nope. I mean, if, if anyone out here, if any of your listeners are just starting out, um, I would advise to do what John Dwoskin does and and try not to get wrapped up in the analytics mm. and you know the downloads and eh, just because it's uh, unless you you catch fire and start kicking ass from from day one it could be kind of discouraging to see you know this uh, a, a little trinkle uh, or uh, slow trickle of, uh, of numbers, you know, it, that can be discouraging. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, I've been in, 
I've been into fitness and eating right and eating healthy for a long time. And I always say like, it's very difficult to remove something from your life without putting something else in. And so mm-hmm. to, I feel like we're so addicted. We have to have something to tell us that maybe not everybody, maybe it's just like my people, <laughs> but, but you know, a lot of us need something to tell us like, yes, you're doing something, you're doing it right. You're getting people right. listening. So changing that, uh, that KPI, changing that number that we're looking at, like we talked about earlier, instead of it being downloads, you know, how many people, how many people are giving you feedback if they're not giving you feedback, but you know, you were that they were there, you know, maybe ask somebody to listen to it and have them give you feedback or something, but Mm -hmm. change that KPI to, you know, and, and honestly having that attitude also makes your content better because you're craving someone to be, you know, be impacted by it. You know, you're, you're craving somebody wanting just one person, you know? And, um, so it, it really makes us better podcasters when we're trying, when that's our goal versus just downloads. I mean, you can write clickbait and more people are going to (laughs) download, you know, but, but having to work hard and really create content that move, you know, it's going to make our calls to action better. It's going to make, you know, our format better. Um, but regardless, I think, I think you're spot on with changing our perception of what we should be looking at. But well, as we move into this next phase, um, Matt, I promised you two things. One is I would be prepared and two, that I would give you one (laughs) actionable step that would get you results in 30 days. So as we move into that, I also want to just kind of put the filter on. I always start with this part because I always want to keep in mind that there are four P's to preeminence or building that audience and our credibility. Number one is to know your purpose. And that's why at the beginning, that's what we were talking about. It was like, why you, why did you start it? What kind of changes do you want in people? Uh, and number two is to know your people. Who is it? It's not just the people that you know that are necessarily the business owners. It's really the people that you know are like, oh gosh, I'm going to retire. Now what? <laughs> what am I going to do right. now? So open to it. Uh, third is optimizing the promotion of your show. So the things that already that you're doing, how can you tweak them? and get a bigger impact. Or if there's something that is just a slight, you know, doing something else, but it's not so far off course of what you're already doing, that it's this big extra thing, because most of you know, busy people make the best podcasters. So adding one more huge project isn't usually on our radar in the next 30 days. So, um, and then also earning proceeds. Because, and, and again, like you were saying, it can be down the line, but having some kind of way to capture now the people who are listening with that in mind, because it's really tough to keep it sustainable with all the work that's involved as you, the thing, the fact of the matter is podcasting works. So it's going to make you busier one way or the other, either you're going to be looking Mm -hmm. at more deals or you're going to be meeting all these cool investors and, you know, it's just going to make you busier. So not, you know, having a way that you can start delegating part of it, you know, especially knowing how to do these things puts you even in a better spot to delegate because you're able to task people with things um, in a way that you can give clear directions. So, so those are the four P's to preeminence. Um, I like any, it. any questions or comments about that? No, no, nope, that makes perfect sense. Okay. Awesome. So I, first I just want to talk about things that I noticed a lot of it I've already talked about. So things that I noticed that you're just really strong at number one, I love your format. You know, you, you when I, clicked an episode and started listening, you just get right to it. There's no, 
you know, there is, there is an intro, like you do say things, but it's really, um, it's just natural. I didn't want to click away. And that's a big, big, big part of getting loyal listeners. That's the difference between getting loyal listeners and just getting someone to your show, right? So marketing, we're driving people to your show. And then as soon as your show starts that 30 seconds, they're like, am I going to stay here or am I going to (laughs) leave? Because there are four other shows I'm going to check out if if this is too boring. So so I thought you did a really good job of engaging uh, the listeners uh, right away. And um, yeah, yeah. So it's really good. You have a great radio voice, great sound quality, um, excellent guests. I had a very good time listening to your show. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. Uh, your website is, I, I, um, the it's pod sites, right? I can't remember the name of it. Is that right? Pod sites, pod, pod page, pod page. And I've yep. looked into it and I've read, read up about it. I really like that program because it does make it easy for people to have their own website and things like that. Um, so I, I love that even though you're like, Hey, this is just fun. I don't have a million listeners, but I'm going to have a website. So that just, right. it's a big testament to the fact that, um, even though you're keeping it like keeping it fun, uh, you're still doing the things that will still drive more traffic to your show. So I think that that's right. really good. And again, I already told you, I love your, I love your cover, uh, image <laughs> as well. <laughs> so, and I think your mindset is just really good about it too, as far as looking for the right things when it comes, you know, avoiding the downloads. And, you know, one thing that always makes me think about is, you know, in any business, it's really difficult to, um, like just pay attention to what we're doing, right? We always are trying to compare ourselves or what are they Mm -hmm. doing and what, you know, we need to take feedback and we need to look at things and determine, you know, how do we get better? However, there's, we have to be careful about those times where we're getting sucked in and it's just bringing us down. Right. And so I think, I think you have a really good mindset about that. So it's really cool. Cool. So Yay. So now I'll talk about the opportunities. <laughs> um, okay. and I'll, and I'll just say too, these, these are things that, you know, it may work within what you're wanting to do. It may not. Um, and none of them are priorities. They're just going to be things that I'm see that it's like, Oh, well, if you do this or that, you know, you could increase your audience. Also before the show, I had given you the option if, if we wanted to talk about profit or preeminence and you chose preeminence. So we're, so when we're talking about that, we're talking about oh, growing yeah. the audience and growing the, um, and growing your, um, credibility. Um, although we always talk about, like I said, one of the four P's of preeminence is profit. So we always talk about profit still, uh-huh. but when it, but when it comes to the opportunities, it's really going to be more focused on that. However, I will say that as you're attracting listeners, Again, you're going to be finding more investments. You're going to be finding more people um, signing up for your email list. One thing I love is that, you know, the fact that you have people coming on to your website, signing up for the email list, then when you are ready to profit, you're already capturing that. You're not waiting to do that. So that's really good. Um, So some areas of opportunity. One is that um, it sounds like you're kind of already on track to do it is the blog posts for your podcast. I love that you're going to have the transcripts for the uh, content and for the SEO. And um, I would just, and, and hopefully I looked at your blog pages and they do have the subscription page. Anytime you have a page like that, it, it's like a landing page. And I always say any page on your website, it's like a really important employee. So make sure that they have a job to do and a way to accomplish it. So as people are finding your show, 
just being really clear about what, what call to action you want for them. You know, do you mm. want to listen to the show and sign up? Right. Typically that's it. So, right. um, you know, and I, I, I quote this all the time cause I talk about blog posts all the time. Blog posts are such a powerful way to attract people to your show. Cause you imagine people are going to Google, they're looking up the name of your guest and suddenly you're on the search, right. And then they go to your page. And if it's an audio people aren't always in a position to listen to audio and they're on Google looking for stuff. So having that other option for them to read it um, and sign up for something so that like, Oh, I, I do want your podcast, but I can't listen to it right now. So I think that just keeping that in mind that that's what you're trying to do is attract more people to your show to get listeners and get people to sign up. So I think that that's going to help you a lot. Um, and yeah, that's I, I I would agree with that. That and that's I've definitely been rem, uh, remiss in in failing on the on the blog side for sure. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say you're really failing at anything because it's still early in the story. So <laughs> right. I just would say that. Um, and honestly, I'll just tell you now that's going to be my my like if I because after I share all these opportunities, I always have my like if I was boss of the world and I could tell you to do one thing, that's what it would be. And I would say okay. I'll, I'll tell you right now, that's going to be my, my recommendation because number one, you're already on track to doing that, but just, I would just say, just keep in mind when you're doing it, that it's like the, um, the power of a blog post and, and even, um, okay, let's see. I wrote it down. What was his name again? The, um, the person you interviewed that I was, oh, John even yes, yes. And even yeah. him, he was saying like having all these blog posts and things like that was something that helped him grow, um, you know, that, that was an important part when he was promoting his show as well. Um, but then also there's, there's data out there that the, the blog posts are like one of the top ways, if not like this, the stats I looked at, it was the top way that people were finding, uh, audio shows because oh, wow, they were really? oh, searching okay. topics, you know, cause you think about it, you guys talked about mindset, you talked about meditation, you talked about all these different topics. Then they go to, they're like, Oh, I'm looking for information about this. And then they go to that page and they're getting to read it. And they're like, Oh, it's a podcast. And whether they like right. podcasts or not, they get that content that they get to consume, which is actually why for myself, like I avoid just doing transcripts. We do it sometimes just to get it out there, but ideally it's a blog post. So we'll send, and to do that, we send the transcript to a writer and have them write up a blog so that people can read it and consume it like they would expect to on a blog. But I, I haven't seen a huge difference either way. So, um, you know, I would just say like, if you wanted to start as a transcript and then test it against, having writers, if it's a bigger name, or if it's a, if it's an episode that you're like, I really want people to find it typical to a, uh, a blog strategy is as people are coming to that page a lot, re-optimize it. That would be the one that I would say like, okay, we'll have a writer write it at that point. You know, again, with that concept of what's already working, putting money behind that. And because it's already working, so more people are going to see it. And then it's going to, you know, even make the SEO even better, but better than that, it's going to attract more people and have them sign up. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing about, um, uh, in my limited knowledge of SEO would be that, um, in addition to just doing a transcript, that's a, a beautiful thing just because it's, it's low impact and quick, mm-hmm. but it may not have the keywords that I really want to optimize for. Um, for instance, you know, my if I were 
talking to John Dwosk and a whole bunch about meditation. I, I don't want to optimize for meditation. So if I were to have to essentially take it and repurpose it, or op, like you say, optimize it, I would definitely want to optimize for the keywords that I want to optimize for that. I'm, that I'm looking for people who are searching, you know, people who are searching for meditation are not looking for my site, right? you know, so that's, that's, I'm keeping that in mind. And that's such a good point because it's more than just optimizing. It's just like your podcast. You want the content to be good. You want people to see it in Google and then go to your page and go, oh, cool. That's just what I was hoping to see. And so right. if you're optimizing for meditate or, you know, like a transcript would naturally probably optimize for that. Um, yes. But if you, but if you like, you sent it to the writer and said, I really want to focus on these topics, X, Y, Z on this, because he's just brilliant about like mindset. I think mindset would be a great one because it's sure, such a big yeah. part of it. And then, so give the writer instructions and again, probably something you can do, but I know for a lot of podcasters do being able to do it. And should we like, is that highest and best you use? Probably not, um, right. but sending it to them with instructions. The other thing is the structure of a blog post is different. So there, there, there's a hierarchy of titles and uh, linking. So you, instead of, well, in addition to having the links to the guest at the bottom, you know, having links to different pages on the internet about different topics or things like there's just a lot of opportunities just in the structure of a blog post that will make it more, um, more likely to be found. The other thing is, is embedding that, um, which you're already doing, but embedding that audio inside of there is a big mm. deal because number one, when they find it, they could end up clicking play and then there's another download. Right. And then, right. um, and then also, uh, you know, I don't know if, if you, do you do YouTube videos right now with your shows and don't feel bad if you don't just, I'm wondering. <laughs> no, actually I was avoiding that because up until last night, I um, hadn't gotten a haircut for a year and a half because of COVID. So I had, I, I looked like a disaster area. And, and so last night I literally took a razor and cut my hair. And now I feel like within the next couple of weeks, I'll be presentable for YouTube. <laughs> and um, I've, I've got quite a bit of experience actually on YouTube. I, I had a, a video back in the day go viral that got almost a million views. Oh, wow. And um so YouTube is definitely part of my long-term strategy for sure. But it, uh, as of yet, I have not done anything for this project. Well, and being the video guy that you are, you don't have to remake a video from your podcast. I mean, you can, but even if right now you just made a two minute video that was a response to your show, having mm -hmm. that embedded video into your blog posts is a huge, huge um, boost to the SEO as well. So, you know, maybe right. halfway down the halfway down, it's like, Hey, you know, by now you're probably, you know, I don't know, like, I just remember him talking about this and, you know, it was such a great episode and things like that. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So, I mean, is that helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. definitely. Awesome. And I would say too, I, you know, usually I'll, I'll list a whole bunch of other things. I feel like that is the simplest thing. Optim, you know, I feel like we talked about a few ways to optimize that one tactic. Um, and because you're trying to keep, I love that you're trying to keep it simple. So I'm just going to leave it at there because I just feel like the more you optimize that blog, uh, it's going to help you have more content for your social, you know, 
as you're finding, you know, little nuggets of awesomeness, that's a great thing for LinkedIn, you know, read your blog posts. It's like, Oh, here are three, you know, three ways that, um, you know, that you can bring mindfulness in and, or three ways that mindfulness will help you in your investing, you know, something that comes out of that, that you can post it and say, like, you should see the rest of our conversation or something like that, where the content comes directly from it instead of going, Oh, here's my blog post. You know, here's my, I, I mean, honestly, and I'm so sorry to everybody who's listening because I know we've all done it, but I hate those posts where it's like, <laughs> I just released an episode. In fact, I uh, run a podcast club uh, group on Facebook and and literally in the rules, it's like, do not do that. And everyone does. And it just drives me crazy. But if you can tell me some of the nuggets that are in there and then I'm like, holy crap, that sounds awesome. That's when I'm going to want to go to it. You know, so I I was, and honestly that that I built my company on that, where we wrote blog posts and then, you know, that's how we did social was like taking things out of the blog posts. And that's how we drove traffic for our clients. What's nice is with podcasting, those blog posts write themselves, (laughs) you know, you don't have to go out and think about like, Oh, what am I going to write about? Like, that was the thing. Everybody, Oh, I don't have anything to say. And with a podcast, it's like, you're already creating this great content. Uh, And so sharing it. I would just encourage, like, just share it like that. So it's more, it's organic, again, consistency, LinkedIn, same thing. It's like, um, people want authenticity. If you look terrible and you take a picture of yourself, you're probably more likely to get a lot of uh, feedback. I I know for myself, I took a picture of myself in my pajamas. I had not washed my face. I did not take a shower. I posted it like, I think it was a week ago or earlier this week. I don't know all the days blend together. I got more comments and likes on that post just because I was like, you know, when I tell you that I have a pajama production day, this is what it looks like. And everybody was uh-huh. like, oh my oh, gosh, that's, that's awesome. You know, because people want real people. And right. the more I compose a, a thing for LinkedIn, the less they like, it's funny because LinkedIn is finicky because they also insist that it's very professional. So I also posted a thing about like, I achieved this milestone in working out and one guy was like, so what does that have to do with business? And I'm like, everything. Are you crazy? Like read about how exercise affects business. But I just thought how funny that that was the, you know, impression that he got. (laughs) Anyway, I don't, I don't care. I I judged him. Especially men. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you want girls to look good, but then you give them a hard time about talking about working out, but whatever. Exactly. (laughs) Well, anyway, so I'm glad that that was helpful. Is, is there anything else that that you want to add or any other questions that you have? Nope. I, uh, I can't think of anything. I have enjoyed the conversation and, uh, yeah, the blog that, uh, that's, that's gotta happen. Awesome. We'll put it on your calendar, do it, date it or dump it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Awesome. Well, that's so great. And then, um, also before we go, I just want to make sure everybody knows where to find you um, rogue retirement lounge podcast. It is on all the major platforms. Just search in rogue retirement lounge. We'll have links in our show notes. Uh, and then there is a, a website with the same name, rogue retirement lounge.com. Is there anywhere else that people can find you or they should look for you? You know, that's really all I'm, all I'm promoting. Cause I don't promote my, uh, my real business. I don't, yeah, that's, that's, that's really all I care about online right now is that, <laughs> is that, that podcast. So that's, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you again so much for being here. I just really appreciate it. And, um, is there anything, I just want to ask one more time, anything else you want to share before we go? 
Nope. Just nope. Uh, uh, to all your listeners, just, uh, yeah, like I said, um, don't, don't, uh, don't spend too much time thinking about your analytics if you're just getting started at this and, uh, and uh, give it time. What's, what is it called? Pod, uh, uh, pod exhaustion or that, oh, that pod fade. After you, pod fade. Yeah. <laughs> Be, beware of that and, uh, and get past that 15th episode and, uh, you know, just keep, keep plugging away because it'll pay off in the end. <laughs> yep. Yep. If you have to just record more episodes than pod fade exists now. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we were just talking at the time of this recording, we have 12 episodes of Next Step Nation released. Uh, we have 30 ready to roll. So, um, and I'm all, I'm all about that. I'm like, well, you know, if, if I only had two episodes to release, I probably wouldn't release it. And when we started Next Up Nation, I actually was training VAs on how to run content multiplication and things like that. So, so we're really funny about it. But at the end of the day, consistency really is key. And starting with the bandwidth that you have available to you, I think it's really smart. And uh, Matt, I think you've done a good job of that. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. And remember, don't be average, be brave, take action and make magic happen. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening and happy podcasting.